Welcome to the Friday Night Clive podcast with me, Clive Payne. In this podcast, we look back at the amazing charities, organisations and people we have chatted to over the past few months, all of whom have interesting and important stories to tell. Here are a few questions that I'm going to throw at you and you might not have even thought of or even asked these questions. What is homelessness? Who is most likely to become homeless? And why do people become homeless? There's all sorts of different reasons and it's hard to imagine what homelessness is like and what trials you would have to face on a day-to-day basis. We've had some very cold days and nights lately and so how how do homeless people keep themselves warm and safe? To tell us more about homelessness and a sponsored sleep out is Wes Erpen from the CEO of Birmingham City Mission and he joins me on the line now. Good evening Wes. Good evening, Clive. Thank you for having me. Not at all. Thank you for joining me this evening. First of all, tell me about Birmingham City Mission. I mean, I've heard of it, but I'm not fully aware of all the things that you do. Well, it started in 1966, and it was really just a group of volunteers, of individuals that lived in the city then who had a concern for the poor, and the homeless was one of the poor, and they also had a concern about uh, sharing their Christian faith. So it began, I guess, in '66. Uh, down in the old ball ring. I don't know if you remember the old ball ring with the spiral staircase outside. I do because I'm, I'm, I was born in 1967 and so that was still there in the early to mid-70s. So I remember it as a little boy, certainly. Yeah. Well, I was a teenager in those days. I was born in 51. So I remember going down and uh, the adults who were just the volunteers. They used to go and share their faith and people used to mill about the ball ring at night time in those days. And very early on, in those early weeks, they found homeless people. And so the two sides of the organisation began to be developed. That was of sharing their faith, being Christians, but also of helping uh, people practically. And so over the years, the work has grown and developed. Things have come and gone. We've had things like um, a double-decker bus or a, a narrowboat based in the city centre to help homeless and poor people. We used to run three hostels around the city at one time. Uh, and at the moment now, we have uh, about 40 staff, 100 uh, regular volunteers, and anything up to uh, 300 other volunteers that help us with seasonal projects. And I mean, I could tell you all the kinds of things we do, we do but I haven't got time, but we go into schools and uh, uh, primary schools, about 100 primary schools, um, 50 senior schools. We run camps, as well as we have a warehouse with furniture and food and clothing needy people, probably 2,000 homeless come for food, 2,000 homeless come for clothing every year, and we help people to get back into their homes. And uh, We don't have the hostels now, but we do have a care centre, and that's what the Sleep Out is raising funds for. In your experience, Wes, what is the most profound reason that people find themselves homeless? I guess over the decades, it's kind of... um, changed in some ways and it comes and goes i mean certainly family breakdown uh, has been a predominant one over the years as people that don't get on nowadays a lot of mental health issues um we create problems i think in recent years as we both know the cost of living crisis is a major factor and people just can't afford the rents as rents rise unemployment rises and people are just now cast on the streets and, of course, with the eviction thing being uh, now stopped, uh, it's created more problems. I think 
substance abuse, alcohol abuse, there's all raft of reasons that people become homeless. And, and we often say that many of us potentially are only a few weeks away from finding ourselves uh, on the streets. It's a scary thought. But, I mean, you've got your volunteers, as you've just uh, explained. So when they're out and about in um, the city and they encounter homeless people, how, what sort of immediate support can they offer them? Well, in our case, I mean, we're one of many, I guess, organisations around the city. We're only small. Uh, our care centre, which is based in the city centre, uh, not far, just opposite the Peace Park of Holloway, um, Holloway Head there, and we are open there four days a week. So we can certainly signpost them to come there. We can give them a meal. So four days a week we have 60 homeless people come and we can give them friendship. We can give them signposting. We can help them to get into accommodation. We have partnerships with other supported housing groups across the city and hostels. And we can also just provide them a very safe place, which seems very important. And so that's open four days a week, and we're developing that service. Uh, we're hoping to employ a parish nurse who has expertise with mental health training. Other clubs will be taking place uh, in the morning there. We've rec recently been given some ukuleles, so we're going to be starting a ukulele club. Brilliant. As well as just bringing people together in a safe place there. So certainly we can offer that and the food and, and help from the centre there. How are you funded, Wes? Uh, we're funded basically by the kindness of people and individuals. We don't receive any government funding. It's churches and individuals that uh, believe we're doing uh, the right thing in the city and helping people and sharing our faith. So churches give regularly, individuals give regularly. Uh, we approach trusts who help us with certain projects, uh, capital projects. And we also um, receive legacies from time to time from people who... Uh, supported us over the years and have died and have very kindly uh, given us money. And so uh, we we have to see something like £75,000 a month um, coming into the mission to enable us to stand still, keep doing what we're doing at the moment Gosh, and all that, the services that we provide. That's a fortune. Well, it's a lot of money. And, I mean, obviously we're Christians and we, we thank God that over the uh, 55 years we've kept going um, every year, the Lord has provided the finances through all sorts of strange ways, really. And we've um, seen many, many miracles, I guess, over the years. Yeah. So tell me more about this sponsored sleep out then and what its purpose is. Well, it takes place next Friday. We've run it probably for about 14 years now. It's giving people who have never experienced um, homelessness, as you kind of thought about at the beginning of your interview with me, and many haven't, thankfully, and it gives them just a one-night experience of to imagine what it must be like night after night after night for many of our homeless community across the country. And so they can come and be with us for the evening. Uh, we will sleep people at 8 o'clock. Uh, we'll have a briefing at 9 o'clock. We're grateful uh, that the Lord Mayor... And each year, most Lord Mayors have been able to come and say a few words for the opening of the event. We give soup and sandwiches. We give every individual two boxes. We buy boxes in and we give them each two boxes. But they can bring other things too, sleeping bags or jumpers or anything they want to make them as comfortable as possible. And then in our car park and around our main headquarters at the clock tower in Bordesley, people just hunker down 
and they experience a night in a cardboard box. And about five or half past five, for those who want, we offer a bacon sandwich and um, sausage sandwich before they get off home. So it's a short night. Uh, thankfully, this Friday, according to the forecast, is not going to be too cold, but some, some years we've had snow in the ground and pouring rain. But it's just a taster. And the money that's raised from it, which we think hopefully is between 10 and £15,000, goes towards the running of that care centre. What feedback have you had from people in the past that have taken part in these sleepouts, and how has it opened their mind to um, the experiences of homeless people? Well, I think we don't get a lot of feedback from the hundreds or so that have been through, but the feedback we've had is that they've appreciated just that opportunity of coming and they never realised how hard it was and how cold it was. And I think it's made them more sympathetic. I mean, we all see people in the city centre. Uh, we see sometimes people at uh, traffic lights and people have all sorts of opinions about these things. But I think it makes people realise that they are human beings, uh, that they have had a, a difficult time maybe, and it makes them more sympathetic. And that's what we, we hope we might encourage people to feel. Uh, very often, I think, we have a, a very strong negative experience, and I understand it, but these are people who are fathers, maybe. They're certainly sons or daughters, and they've got people somewhere who love them. And it's, well, as much as possible in this event... We just try to people try to get people to have more sympathy. I mean, you hear these horror stories on television of people abusing homeless people by either urinating on them, defecating them, verbally abusing them, verbally, you know, or physically assaulting them. Uh, and I find that galling uh, uh, and completely numbing, really, that that goes on. Absolutely, and we're a Christian organisation, and I think any faith organisation doing this kind of work uh, would say that we're made in the image of God and it doesn't matter what our colour or race or creed is we are people made in the image of God and we should be showing respect and I think it's appalling that anybody at all should act uh, in any way like that in our society today well, Something else I'm also aware of is that mm. there are so many ex-service personnel who find themselves homeless and I find that extraordinary why do you think that happens? Yes, it is. We'd, we've had people over the years come through our hostels and into our, our systems, and you're quite right. And I think uh, when they've had traumatic experiences sometimes, or they've been in situations, we might use the word institutionalised, it becomes really hard, I think, for people to come back and to be, as it were, inverted commas, normal for them. And so they can't face um, the normal family life and that's our experience anyway I'm not an expert on it Clyde but that's our experience and so they suddenly find themselves on the streets um, in situations like here in Birmingham and all we can do is be a shoulder and a signpost and thankfully it helps some to get back on the straight and narrow and into their own accommodation. Now there are many sleep outs happening across the country how successful have you been in over the last few years with this? Well, most years we receive over 100 people that come. Mm. Now, it's not big, that, uh, but for us, for one night, and again, to very kindly have the Lord Mayor to kind of uh, put his stamp on it, mm -hmm. uh, and to be able to raise anything between ten and £15,000, for us, it's an enormous help. 
as I said, as a charity, we rely upon the kindness of people to keep our work going. We have um, four staff that work in the care centre. Uh, the actual care centre costs uh, over £100,000 a year to keep going uh, with all the food and all the ongoing costs of energy costs. So you can understand to receive ten or £15,000 in one night uh, is an enormous help to us to assist needy people of our city. So it's an important part of what we do in the year. Now, we've talked a lot about homeless people in Birmingham, but there are homeless people right across the West Midlands. Um, I, one assumes it's a big problem. You know, we have homeless people here mm. in the black country. Yes, we do. I mean, I don't know all the figures generally. I think there's certainly over 250,000 homeless, they estimate, um, across the whole country. Um, the figures vary. Um, I understand from the council, it's at any time in the given year, it might be 10,000 people across the Birmingham area. Um, the West Midlands area, I don't know what the figure is, Clive. Uh, there is an organisation linked to us called um, the Coventry City Mission, and they do some work. But you're quite right. Um, we open our doors to anybody. We primarily serve uh, the region and city of Birmingham. But if people do come to us from outside the city and they need food or they need clothing or they need advice or help, obviously our doors open for them. But there are services across our city and I'm aware of others in Dudley and in Coventry and I'm sure there may be other, others as well, further field, Telford maybe as well. I always think one person homeless is one person too many. Yes, I agree with you completely. Um, unfortunately, we both know that homelessness seems to have always been there. Um, and the Lord Jesus did say, the poor will always be with you. And we have a duty, those of us who are better off and have had lives where a bit more stable, um, to help those who are less fortunate. And you're quite right, one is too many. If you think back to the Christmas story, I mean, Mary and Joseph were refugees, of course, but they were homeless. So homelessness goes back, you know, as far as that. Absolutely, you can go further back into the Bible and the story of Ruth comes to mind. She yes. was a migrant and uh, we very much have migrants in our minds at the moment with the English Channel and all that's going on across the world at the moment with Ukraine. Um, um, absolutely. I, I was with some people this week who were taking humanitarian aid into Ukraine, driving, in fact, uh, from the Czech Republic and Poland into Kiev itself, taking help and food and medical resources. Yes, that's correct. So for anybody who would like to sign up and take part in this sleep out, yep. what's the criteria? Well, we don't, in a sense, we don't ask for any criteria. They've just got to be ready and willing to come for the night and sleep in a cardboard box. We hope people will be sensible. We want people who are well. We don't want anybody who is unwell to come and take part in the event. Um, if they are able to come, just get in touch with us either by our website, we'll have our address there, or they can ring our main office on 0121-766-6603 and speak to our office. And they can register and be sent uh, registration forms. Even on the day itself, if they get in touch, we can very quickly uh, sign them up. So, yes, I would encourage people, why not come? Uh, give it an opportunity one night. And people get sponsored. They can set up um, a sponsorship page or they can get a hard copy and encourage friends or family and we've been amazed that sometimes people raise a thousand pound or fifteen hundred pounds from friends and companies come companies come in groups uh, because at christmas time we give out toys to 
last Christmas it was close on um, 1,500 families and nearly 4,000 children and 300 volunteers come from companies and so some companies do come and help with the sleep ad. So is there a minimum age though, Wes? That's what I'm particularly <coughs> keen to, to yes, confirm. Yes, well, we don't have a minimum age. Um, we have had one or two young people come with their families, but generally it is, um, you know, 16 and above. But we've had one or two have come with mums and dads, and really it's mums and dads themselves taking responsibility for them. And what's your website? But generally it is, it is adults. Lovely. What's your website address, yep. Wes? Um, BirminghamCityMission.co.uk. www.BirminghamCityMission.co.uk. Wes Erpen from Birmingham City Mission. Very best of luck uh, with the sleep out next Friday. We'll be thinking of you when I'm sitting here doing my programme. And thank you very much indeed for talking to Friday Night Live. That is your lot for this episode. You can catch the programme live every Friday night on Black Country Radio from 7pm. If you love our podcast, then please subscribe by heading to blackcountryradio.co.uk forward slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcast from. See you very soon. This is a Black Country Radio podcast presented by Clive Payne, produced by Andy Caddick.